2: Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello again. Welcome back to the lightninginsider.com podcast. Eric Erlinson here from lightninginsider.com. Back-to-back nights and only one point for uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning to show in the standings for their efforts, uh, for their efforts. Yeah, we'll talk about that uh, as we move forward here in sort of breaking down a 4-3 overtime loss to the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Disappointing in the end, no doubt about it, to fail to pick up a two points when you have a three to one lead in the game. When you have the amount of power play opportunities that the lightning had in this game to put this game away, you don't take advantage of it. You let a team stick around and hang around. And uh, sometimes this is what you end up getting. And uh, no doubt about it, the Lightning probably deserved to only get one point out of this game. When you break it down, Eric Carlson with a, a goal and a couple of points, Timo Meyer. With two goals, including the winner in overtime, uh, for uh, San Jose as they do pick up the victory here. And uh, Lightning sit now winless in the two games coming out of the All Star break, uh, 0-1-1. After this one, uh, something to keep an eye on. Nick Paul did not play the final seven minutes or so of the second period. Did not return. To the game. There was no update on his status afterwards. The team is off on Wednesday. They will return to the ice Thursday morning. So they get ready to host the Colorado Avalanche on Thursday night in a Stanley Cup rematch uh, at Amelie Arena uh, as the Lightning try to avoid a uh, three game setback. They haven't had one of those this season and they'll be uh, challenged to do that after the Avalanche lost their game tonight. In Pittsburgh, they had a one-goal lead, couldn't hold on to it, and then lost that game in overtime as well. Um, the power play was really the biggest factor in the end result at the end of the day. And and you know the it's not irony, but you know they actually scored a power play goal in this game, right? They actually did score a power play goal in this game, but you're up three to one. You get a goal from Ross Colton, a minute 50 in. Again, another home game in which the Lightning score in the opening two and a half minutes of the game. San Jose scored it five or tied it five seconds into their first power play opportunity. Uh, But, you know, the Lightning regained the lead. Braden Point on the power play. And then, you know, Braden Point scores again to make it 3 1 after the first period. And then you have all these power play opportunities. You get more chances as the game went on to put the game away and they failed to do it and I think that's probably the disappointing part of this and a a big reason for their lack of power play success tonight well first of all San Jose blocked a ton of shots they blocked 27 shots in this game and a lot of them were on the power play And, and even when the Lightning were shooting the puck, they weren't getting it on net, and not just because the shots were being blocked. They just weren't putting pucks on net. And the other part of the power play was their lack of success in face-offs on the power play. You know, it goes a long way. Special teams face-offs are probably one of the most underrated stats in the league. Their their power play face off, I believe they went two for ten tonight. If you're only gonna win twenty percent of your face off power plays, especially when you start with the puck in the offensive zone, boy you're gonna have a you're you're probably gonna have a tough night in the power play. Because when you lose that puck possession right away, you've lost about twenty seconds of your main advantage off the bat. Puck gets cleared, you gotta go down and retrieve it, you gotta get your breakout play set up. More of a, a zone entry play than a breakout play, but you get the point there. You know, and that's what happened at one point in one of their power plays tonight. Is one of the ones that they won, they had some zone time. They were holding on to the puck. Didn't do a ton with it, but then once San Jose got the clear, they couldn't get back in. So you lose the faceoffs. you lose possession... And then when you lose possession, you have a hard time getting in. And then when you do get in, you can't get pucks to net. It's a story of of this result at the end of the day. And, And I have to say this. For those of you who follow me on Twitter, and I'm sure if you're listening to this, you do. You make it hard for me sometimes to be somebody who reports on this team. Because this was not an embarrassing loss. It's not a good loss. Don't get me wrong. But to sit here and call this an embarrassment? I looked at the numbers, and I put it on my Twitter feed. In the third period, now San Jose tied it three minutes into the third period, so it's 3-3. So you play the final 17 minutes of a tie game. And this is usually an area where the Lightning are pretty good. You know, they've found ways over the past number of years to win games such as this when it's a, a close game in the third period, when it's a tied game in the third period. The shot attempts in the third period were 29-11 in favor of Tampa Bay. The scoring chances were 20-6 to in favor of Tampa Bay. And the shots on goal were 15-5. to This is all at even strength. The Lightning had a late power play opportunity. Again, failed to take advantage of that chance. But it's not like they didn't they didn't put in the right kind of effort, right? Oh, they didn't put the right kind of effort in. They didn't win the game. Again, bad losing a 3-1 lead. Bad going one for six on the power play. Bad going one for three on the penalty kill and letting San Jose score within five seconds off of, you guessed it, face-offs both of San Jose's play, uh, power play goals came directly off of faceoffs. Five seconds in, bang, it's in the back of the net. But you can't tell me that this team didn't put in the right effort in the third period. If all you're ever going to do is look at results when we're in February of the schedule, then you're going to drive yourself crazy as a fan. This is not game three of a playoff series where you lose the game, you put yourself in in a real precarious position. This is game number 50 of an 82-game schedule, and the Lightning did a lot of things well tonight. You're not going to look at that. All you're going to look at is the end result and the fact they couldn't hold on to a 3-1 lead. And sometimes that happens in this league. Colorado tonight dominated the Pittsburgh Penguins. Could only score one goal. And they had a one-goal lead going into the third period. Pittsburgh tied it late and then won it in overtime after Colorado failed to convert on a power play chance in the overtime. This stuff happens. Oh, well, it's San Jose. They're bottom of the league. That's fair. But has anybody seen the season Eric Carlson is having? Has anybody looked at that? Like, he might hit 100 points for a defenseman. Timo Meyer hit the 30-goal mark tonight. They've got players. Every team in this league has players. And every team in this league is trying to win. Sometimes talent can overcome you. Sometimes talent just wins the game. But sometimes you just don't win the game. So, I just have a hard time... Seeing people show up in my mentions calling this an embarrassing effort. How dare they lose this game? Again, I'm not defending that they failed to hold on to the three-one lead, but to sit back and just cherry pick off the result, I don't think is fair to the team. Because the first period shots on goal were seventeen to seven. Shot attempts, I believe, off the top of my head, were twenty-three to ten. So you were looking for a response coming off of the game in Florida, which was an embarrassing loss. And they came out ready to play. Scored three times. The special teams' misfires in the second period kind of took them out of their game a little bit. Losing Nick Paul disrupted the flow. Then you lost Braden Point for five minutes because he got into a fight. So there were a lot of things that kind of disrupted the lightning's flow in the second period. And then an unfortunate situation in the third allowed San Jose to go. It starts with a Victor Hedman turnover behind the net. Don't get me wrong. That's the first kind of domino to fall. But a point shot deflects off the stick of Pierre-Edouard Belmar and then deflects off of San Jose player in front, and it flutters into the net. That's a bad break. And that ends up being the game uh, the goal that ties the game and it ends up being the situation that sends it into overtime and again face offs. here we go again. the lightning lost the opening face off of overtime and then might have touched the puck for five seconds for the rest of the game before San Jose won it. That happens sometimes. And look, the Lightning are not a bad face-off team. They had a bad night in the face-off circle at key times. They actually finished above 50%, I think. They were they were hovering around 52% into the third period. I didn't look at the final stats before jumping on here. But they're actually 10th in the league in face-offs. So above the middle of the pack. So a top 10 team in the league in face-offs. And of their top five faceoff guys, four of them were above 52% coming into tonight. And that's Steven Stamkos, that's Nick Paul, that's Pierre Edouard Belmar, and that's Anthony Sorelli. The only guy in the top five who was below 50% coming into tonight was Braden Point at 49.8%. The problem is the inconsistency, and and sometimes it's the same thing with the power play. You know, Stephanie had me look up the power play numbers, and I'm going off memory here, so forgive me if I'm off. But since the Seattle game, the Lightning's power play has only scored three times, and that includes tonight's game. In the previous seven games, they had, I think, nine power play goals. Or 7, I, again, I forgive me. It's either 7 or 9 power play goals prior to that. So ebbs and flows. When the power play's hot, it goes, it's red hot. And when it's cold, you, you get a night where you go 1 for 6. And, and fail to take advantage of the opportunities to put the game away, including late in the third when you had a chance to win the game. So I think it's the consistency... That will drive you nuts a little bit. But you have to let things... And look, they are emotional reactions. You're in the moment. This is why we want to talk to athletes so quickly after games. Why we want to talk to coaches so quickly after games. Because they are still caught up in the emotion of things. And I get it. Twitter and other forms of social media are a chance for instant reaction. But sometimes you just have to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. And in the microcosm of this game, it sucks that they lost it. It sucks in the manner in which they lost it. Right? You don't like to see blowing a two-goal lead against a team that is closer to the counter-Bedard race than they are to the playoff race.
3: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
0: Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning
2: Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now,
0: here again is there.
2: But the way the Lightning played tonight as a whole was not an embarrassment. It wasn't a lack of effort. You know, the plays that go against you stand out, as they always do, more so than the plays that go in your favor. And it's just hard to go through my, my Twitter mentions sometimes with, <laughs> with sanity coming out the other end. And, and maybe that's on me. Uh, believe me, I, I've had to mute more than a few who all they ever want to do is throw you-know-what at me. But I don't hear from them when the team wins five straight games. Right? So this was a bad one. Uh, in the end, for the result to happen the way they did, but it didn't come through lack of effort. I can assure you that. It came through lack of execution at key times. Again, did everything you wanted to start this game coming off of the night before in Sunrise where they lose 7-1. You jump out to a 3-1 lead. You score early in the game again. You get a power play goal. Did everything right. And let's not discount... What uh, Kakanen did in net for San Jose. Again, I mentioned the third period numbers. Kakanen came up with a couple of really good saves. Like a couple of really good saves in the third period. You know, you had Braden Point put one off the post, there was another one that went off the crossbar. Steven Stamkos had a goal called back in the second period for an offside challenge, which was the right call. And it's too bad because it was an unbelievable effort play by Braden Point to set it up. You know, Point put himself offside. He came in, uh, tried to collect the puck and pull it back through. A couple of bodies was unable to do it, put himself offside. But he made a great move down low to cut inside out. And then backhanded pass to Stamkos that would have made it 4-2 at the time and it kind of you know seeing that goal come off the board probably kind of took some wind out of their sails a little bit as well because we are folks we are at the dog days of the season February is the dog days and to steal a phrase from my former colleague Martin Fenley, the sled dog days since we're in the winter days this is not baseball dog days this is hockey winter dog days and these are tough stretches sometimes for a team like Tampa Bay to slog their way through and let's be honest here, are they in danger of missing the playoffs? come on, no is it conceivable they could lose seven straight and put themselves in peril I suppose it is But it's not realistic to think it's going to happen. Look, I know they get tough games coming up. Right? John Cooper said it after the game tonight. You get Colorado here Thursday. You got to go to Dallas on Saturday. Then you got to face the Avalanche again on Tuesday of next week. And then you face Arizona and Vegas. So these are not... Uh, this is not an easy stretch, and it comes at a point of the season that's not easy for teams in Tampa Bay's position to get through. Especially for a team that's been to three straight Stanley Cup Finals. It's like, you're close to the end of the season, but oh, there's still 32 games left. Right? And, and those can be difficult to go through. And, and look, inevitably, I'm going to hear from some of you, or from some others... If they go through a difficult stretch, and maybe they're in the middle of it right now. Just mention the the, the next three games are against uh, two teams that are probably the most likely, if you were to lay odds, to meet in the Western Conference Final in Dallas and Colorado. So your next three games are against those two teams. So it's certainly conceivable that they hit a winless skid here. And this team is very good at bouncing back. They showed it again tonight, at least in the first period. And even in the third. A little wonky in the second. So they've shown a, a penchant for being able to rebound from, from games. And they've had a tough time on the road. Right? Tonight snapped a 12-game home winning streak. Now of points in 13 straight home games, but it did snap a 12-game winning streak. And they are just a 500 team on the road. And you get a four-game road trip coming up Saturday. Again, Dallas, Colorado, Arizona, and Vegas. That's Saturday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday. So they'll be out of town for eight days. But these two games do not define a season. They simply define a night, or in this case, two nights. This team by now should have earned you the benefit of the doubt when it comes to hitting little stretches like this in the season. I know it's a little bit of a different team. You know, you don't have a McDonough. You don't have a Palat. There's no Jan Ruta there. You've got Nick Paul. You've got Brandon Hagel, two guys who are here Last year, they helped you get to the Stanley Cup final. You know, there's a few different faces on this roster. So every season is different. But the leadership group is the same. Their approach is the same. And their understanding of how to uh, respond in these situations is the same. And tonight's game just came down to execution didn't execute at key times of the game after the first period. And they get shut out in the final two periods, which I don't think any of us could have or would have predicted after the way the first period played out. So that's the disappointing part. But this does not define their season to date or their season to come because, again, sometimes you have to take a step back and look even at the bigger picture just in this game and understand the chances that were there for Tampa Bay. You've heard the phrase, trust the process. And five on five, their process was pretty good. Would like to have seen them capitalize more on the chances that they did have, no doubt, but that's hockey and sometimes that happens. And it happened to them tonight after the first period and they end up on the wrong side of a 4-3 overtime result again from their special teams and from their lack of winning those key face-offs at times and games you have to you have to win at least 50% of those battles and they didn't do it tonight at those key times on the ice those key, key areas on the ice so now we look ahead to Thursday and the avalanche again I just mentioned the avalanche Uh, Failed to hang on to a lead in Pittsburgh tonight. Lost that game in overtime 2-1. I know Caelan McCarr left that game for a brief period of time after taking a a shoulder to the head from Jeff Carter. He did come back in that game, but we'll keep an eye on his status uh, going into Thursday's game. Have to keep an eye on Nick Paul's status again. Team is off on Wednesday, so we won't know uh, anything until Thursday when the team uh, hits the ice for the morning skate ahead of the game. Uh, Andre us will be back for that game, and it uh, should be a fun one. It should be a fun one. I know it, obviously, it's going to get hyped up and touted as a Stanley Cup rematch, as it should, especially since it was on Amelie Arena ice that the Avalanche did hoist the cup over their heads after game six that night. But it should be a fun one. There, there should be plenty of juice in the building. And we'll see how the lightning respond to this one. Now, they come on out and I have a clunker. My conversation with you here on this medium, this format, will be much different than it is right now. But we'll see how it goes when we get there. All right, that's going to close it out for me. Again, the lightning fall by a score of 4-3. To the San Jose Sharks in overtime, uh, unable to hold on to a 3-1 lead, and end up falling in overtime. Now winless in the two games coming out of the All-Star break, and they head uh, or they host Colorado on Thursday before heading out on a four-game road trip, which could be a challenge, and it will be a challenge. But we'll talk about that uh, as well. Uh, don't forget me, in chief. Pre-game skate show, 6 o'clock on Thursday at the Cigar City Brewing Tap Room. Outside of Amelie Arena, if you go into the game, come by and say hi. Chief loves it when people come by and say hi to him. Uh, You can listen to that on the Strike 102.5 HD Channel 2. For those of you who have HD-capable radios, of course, you can always listen to it. uh, Lightning Radio 24-7 on the brand-new Lightning app as well uh, for that So as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with me. We'll
1: talk soon.